welcome to None of My Friends Like Comics. This is a podcast where a comic book enthusiast talks to a newcomer about a piece of work in the medium, and we break it down to see if my friend, first-time reader, will pull it or drop it. I'm your host, Nick Poffenbarger, and my co-host today is that boy, Brett Scott. What up? <laughs> Good to have you back, man. Good to be back, Nick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I like the enthusiasm today. Uh, I just love being here. I love your basement. I love the incense. <laughs> We did just light incense. Mm-hmm. It smells good in here. Holy smoke. Covers up all the pee-pee smell. Yeah. From our pee-pee. There's a lot of pee-pee in here. <laughs> in the pee Max corner. is always peeing. But, uh... Max. <laughs> oh, so, um, I figured, uh, the structure is going to be a little different here, uh, today, because this is actually the first time, uh, and I did double check this because I always say something is the first on this show when I'm like, oh no, actually we've done that before, but, uh... This is the first time we are doing a continuation episode, like of the show, where we're doing like a volume two or a second part to a series. This is the first time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We haven't done like a multi-part. I thought the whole thing was, do you want to keep doing the same thing or drop it? Isn't that the premise of the show? Um, Make it or stick it? Well, I mean, it's more just seeing if you liked it or not, or if you would oh. like it. Because a lot of them are like, a lot of the things we've done are like standalone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't have a continuation, but... I mean, uh, in this case, like, since you did like it, I was like, yeah, we should do more, you know? So, I mean, but yeah, cause we're doing uh, volume two of Berserk. And now this is all I'll be doing for the rest of my life, probably. For 42 more episodes <laughs> at least. No, Fuck! <laughs> no, we'll take a big break here shortly because, uh, we're going to be doing something else for the rest of our lives for a bit, um, coming up around episode 25, but. Is that a secret or do the listeners know? I haven't announced it to anyone yet, but you know, we'll, uh. Wow. What a tease. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, um, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, we're doing volume two of Berserk, uh, which means we can now christen ourselves, uh, the Berserk boys with a Z Fuck at the yeah. end. Brady Berserk. Yeah. Brady Berserk. Yeah. I have a few of these, uh, these or should I be Brady Behelet? <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Actually, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, we're going to kind of blitz through the, the normal stuff where we would talk about the facts and info because we already talked about this. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this, you should probably listen to our first episode on this. It's a good episode anyway. Uh, but yeah. now that gives us more time to really dis- diagnose these themes. <laughs> There's some deep themes. There's some themes going on. in here. Yeah. We're going to get to all of them too. I actually think there are no themes in this. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we're about we're delving into some themes. This Our, volume, not so much. Maybe this volume know. is like a straight narrative, pretty much. Like it's just a story, which is you know cool. But you know we'll get into that here in a bit. <laughs> but, um, so uh, this is of course written and drawn by Kentaro Miura. Um, this particular volume was released in February of 1991 and published in English in 2004. Uh, it's a continuation of the first overarching chapter, which is known as like, like the big arc that we're in right now is called the Black Swordsman arc. Uh, How many is that? How many chapters or whatever? I think it's like uh, it, it switches in the next volume. So... So we're almost to the end of this arc. I see. Yeah. And then it goes back in time or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're, we're kind of doing a big flashback thing. Um. So yeah, like, uh, like now normally, like I was saying, uh, I'd go into like a little spiel kind of given like a generic plot synopsis of the story we were discussing. And, uh, I kind of just don't want to do that every time if we're going to keep continuing doing this. So like, uh, you should listen to, like I said, you should listen to the first episode about well, Berserk anyway. Kentaro Miura was born in 1960. No, I don't know. He's probably older than that. <laughs> Did I say his name right? Uh, how'd you say it? Kentaro I- Miura. That's how I pronounce it. Okay. I'm just reading it from a distance from the books over there. Yeah. I didn't remember it. That's how I pronounce it. But Sweet. Uh, I thought it'd be fun 
Um, so uh, instead of like the usual facts and non-spoiler like plot synopsis thing, it'd be fun to blindside you. And uh, we could start a uh, the first entry of your soon-to-be-famous segment, uh, Brett Scott's Berserk Recap, a.k.a. What Does Brett Think Happened the Last Time That We Read This Book? Okay. <laughs> Leading up to this point. Okay, so I, I'm... Okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know I don't remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well... What do you remember let's from see. before? Guts. Yeah. Guts is a man with no... Uh, he's got a very mysterious... Uh, background. He's got no descriptions other than he's a big mean guy. Uh, yeah. He's got right. a big long sword. That tracks. Uh, yeah. He talks about the sword a lot. People talk uh, about the sword. Like a like a hunk of iron, yeah. they say. <laughs> um, he fucked a woman that was a demon, <laughs> but I think that was just like maybe a flashback or something. Uh, and then, are you guys following along? Oh yeah, Is I'm this following. making sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm following. So then he met uh, Puck. Puck. Puck's yeah. a little fairy boy. Yeah. I didn't mean that like derogatory. It's a, he's, he's a little an elf. fairy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounded bad. He's an elf, but it's like more descriptive, like what you would think of as a fairy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's an elf. Um, kind of a nude childlike sprite. Yeah. Um, and let's see, he's, I like, I like Puck. Yeah. He's cool. Um, there was a snake he, king. He fought a snake, a snake guy. Yeah. Snake demon guy. I remember he fucked the snake lord up the snake lord was kept coming back to life though he's like i'm not dead i'm gonna fucking kill you that's true and he's like nope shot he was shooting out of his crossbow arm which was fucking tight yeah and we were like pew pew yep pew 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 (laughs) then he went through the forest um he slew several skeletal warriors uh, in the skeletal warriors, you're you're remembering a lot more than I thought you would. I thought you'd just be like, he's a big mean guy and he fights demons or whatever. I remember the imagery. Yeah. Um. There, but there again, there wasn't a lot in the way of explanation or theme. Yeah. Or like anything. You just kind of get dropped into the world, basically. Yes. Yeah. And then he was pulled aside by uh, a fucked up looking old man. And the old man showed him the behelet. Yes. And that's where we left off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> that's probably un- unlistenable. No, no. Okay. No, that was pretty good. But now that I know that I have to do this, I'll do better next time. <laughs> it was a true blindside this time. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more blindside for you, but it'll be easier than that later on in the episode. But Okay. Uh, but yeah. So... Yeah, I guess we could just uh, jump right into the story recap stuff then. Um, I mean, since, you know, like I said, uh, I don't want to go over all the the usual stuff every single time and repeat ourselves and be boring. So um, this is the section where we go through the book in detail to give context for our discussion. Uh, So full spoilers ahead. Uh, Yeah, we're going to go through what happens in the book and talk about it. So, um, yeah, first and foremost, uh, we pick up in this volume uh, right where we left off. You know, uh, the the creepy old man that you mentioned had just uh, shown Guts and Puck the egg-shaped artifact, um, which Guts recognized as a behelot. Uh, and the man is shocked that Guts knows what it is. And um, Guts, like, instantly grabs him and holds him up by the throat, asking him who he is and where he got the behelot. And, uh, you know, poor old Puck is yelling at him to stop. And uh, the man explains that the artifact isn't his and that he stole it from the Count. A.K.A. the guy we talked about last time, the most uh, obviously evil creature guy we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we we then finally get uh, the old guy's backstory. And uh, we find out like, his name is Vargas, and uh, he used to be the castle physician for the Count. And is, 
Is yeah. Vargas a band or something? That sounds familiar. It's gotta be, right? I don't know. I, it, Vargas. It's it sounds very it rings familiar. a bell on my head, but it kind of did for me too. I was thinking about that when I wrote these notes because like honestly, like you know, he's one of those characters that I just don't remember what his name was like off mm-hmm. the top of my head. So when I was like, What the fuck is his name? I gotta say it for the show. And then Vargas. like I was like Vargas. It's just one of those like they make up a fantasy name real quick. Yeah. Vargas. Yeah. There's another one in this. The guy's name is like I don't know. We'll we'll come up to Dull? it. Doll? No, not doll. Yeah. <laughs> was there another um like hulking bad guy with a name? Oh, Zondark. Zondark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, that. <laughs> we'll get to Zondark later. <laughs> but uh yeah, we saw him in the last volume too. He's the one that guts fucked up uh, before right. they ran away. Um but uh yeah, so like um it, Vargas basically explains, you know, he was the physician, like the castle physician for the count and um explains that the count was like always kind of like a really strict, like stern ruler guy. But about seven years ago, he found the behillet and uh, became like more and more sadistic, more like a monster. And um, he started to treat people kind of like playthings. And uh, Vargas also says um, his big like heretic hunting shtick, which is what we saw at the beginning when we first met him in the last uh, volume, uh, is really just about acquiring more bodies because he like experiments with them and eats them and shit. And, like, it's pretty rough because uh, we, we get, like, these flashbacks while he's talking about this. And uh, we see the Count, like, cutting open a guy's back with, like, other bodies, like, strung up in, like, a dungeon torture lab, you know. And uh, Vargas even says that he he violates and eats them. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, like, the most extreme it's thing. It's kind of fucking awesome. It, I, it's the most extreme shit you could think of. But, like... Uh, How can you make a character that you want to see, like slash fucking die yeah. yeah like it's like it just make him the the worst and like so but vargas then explains um how uh he tried to flee the castle with his wife and uh, he had two sons but they were caught and uh when he was thrown into the dungeon he was tortured and mangled and you know basically until he looks like looked like how he looks now you know he's got like no actual legs and you know he's missing his nose and an eye and stuff like that and uh so you know he was mangled and forced to watch the count do the same to his family before he like eats them. And, uh, there's a, there's a panel of the count, like just fitting a body into his like extending mouth. And it's super fucked up. It reminds me of like some Lovecraftian kind of horror stuff. Uh, it's just like gross monsters, like morphing form to eat people. Yeah. He's like a a (laughs) snake toad. Yeah. Yeah. I have like these really different descriptions of him as we go on in this chapter too, <laughs> based on whatever he's drawn as. I love the monster designs that like change in every panel, like they're morphing and like grotesquely, like they'll have six eyeballs and then they'll have like two mouths and three yeah. heads, and it's like what the it's fuck like, is it's this? It's like a mouth inside of their head, like yeah. or whatever or something. Yeah, it's kind of, crazy. I think I said it last time, and it's kind of like Giger. But, yeah, but yeah, I can see uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraftian. I think this one just reminded me of Lovecraftian because of the. The just like sheer look of like just something like and it's extending open just to like gobble something like a person up like inhumanly, you know. Uh, But yeah, so like Vargas explains that um, he they kind of this is a little hand wavy here, but uh, he, he used a drug to fake his death and was able to like slip out after he like grabbed the behelet. And like so, easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you think whatever, but surprisingly, uh, he says, um, he has researched like every aspect of religion and the occult he can find, but he found nothing pertaining to the behelet. And so he asks guts like what it is. And guts just says it's a key. And, uh, I love how when guts goes into like his exposition dump here, 
the panel has him like leaning up against the shelves with like shadows over his face. And that's just a cool, cool look, cool image. But like he he goes on to explain like, you know, the, the Behelet like uh, opens a portal to another world that overlaps our own. And it summons demons from another dimension that have manipulated the dark side of human history since ancient times. Fuck yeah. The five members of the God Hand. Yeah, are there more behelets, or is this just the only? No, there's there's more. There's more. There's, there's more, but like uh, it's it's just you know one of one of many. Um, and uh, but yeah, damn, this uh, God Hand like silhouette page is the shit. Yeah, it is like super fucking cool. <laughs> I like I like the, the eclipse over them. Yeah, it's so cool. It and I like the bottom panel too because like Puck and Vargas are like staring like up at it in awe. And uh, Puck is is suddenly huge. Maybe it's it, a distance. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a distance thing. But like, but I like to uh, read it metatextually and think that they are looking at the pan, li- literally looking at the panel and going like, "Wow, nice drawing!" <laughs> like, you know, holy but, shit, good job, Miura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, at this point, we actually we cut away to Lord Zondark, who, if you remember, like I was saying, uh, we saw we never saw him die. We just saw him get fucked up by guts before he had to run away. And uh, like Zondark is on this bed in the castle and he's refusing treatment for his wounds and is just like super pissed about the fight with guts. And, uh, he's awoken in a bed by these like healers and actually he like kills one. <laughs> like right when he wakes up, he's just like, Argh! like, I, like just fucking still in like battle rage mode. And, uh, the count hears all the ruckus and he shows up and, uh, doll, his like right hand man, he has him clear the room so he can talk to Zondark and doll is actually, it's kind of funny. Like this is where we get the, the, we don't see Dahl like too much, but we, you know, you, you don't need to see too much and he gets real Grima worm tongue vibes. Uh, Which one is Dahl? He's the, he's like his right hand man. The one who's like always commanding people when okay, the count's yeah, not yeah, around yeah. and like giving orders and shit. But like, uh, he's, he's actually pretty hesitant at first to let the count stay like with Lord Zondark by himself. Uh, and, uh, the only reason I bring this up is because it results in like this super creepy panel where the count has this dead smile on his face and just says like, I said at once, like super eerie. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a really cool uh, panel there showing him just being a creep and monstery. Now, why was he saying because the guy is like frantic and yeah. dangerous? Yeah. And we do kind of, I, I thought about that too, when I was first rereading this and I was like, why does he care? Like, you know, and like, but then I remembered like, he doesn't know that like the count is like a straight up monster. How does he not know that? I don't know. No, a lot of people don't know until like this volume, basically. Huh. Like, you know, I think that's probably a lot of the reason why, too, that um, uh, Vargas was like, you know, he's an outcast and he has like no friends, too. Like, even though he escaped and he's in town, like, you know, it's he just it, nobody believes him. And he's just some creepy old guy with missing nose and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. But it's gotta uh, be a rough life. Yeah. But so Dahl gets everyone to leave and Zondark is like going insane and hitting his head into pillars and shit and yelling about like the black swordsman. And uh, the count gets him in like a headlock instantly. I wish I knew what the the characters like. Sometimes there will be like some exposition and like kanji or something, I'm assuming. Yeah. But, you know, I, I I wish I knew what that was supposed to be. Is that like bang, bang or. Yeah. You know, actually, in I didn't realize because I'm. I'm, I've been having you read the digital versions, but like my versions, they actually do say what it means. Oh. Like not in the panel, like it still has the traditional like, you know, onomatopoeias, but like it'll say in like the corner of the panel, like knock, knock or something like that. Like, you know, it's a, okay. it's, so yeah. I have but, one, there's one later that I'll ask about. Yeah. See, we might have to pull out the book to know, cause I might not know it off the top of my head, but, <laughs> I'm a, but 
uh, yeah, so like the count like gets uh, Zondark in like this headlock, and he starts talking to him, and he asks, he just asks him if uh, he despises the black swordsman. And when Zondark says he'd do anything to kill him, the count says he'll grant his wish. And here we get this sequence where the count like faces Zondark, like holding him down on his shoulders, and the count like opens his mouth and he's going to kiss him. Yeah, <laughs> the count though like opens his mouth, and this caterpillar monster thing with the count's face slides out, and he says, "Taken inside of you, my daemon." <laughs> and then we see screams and yeah it's creepy as hell uh, the, the count has a, a lesser daemon and uh, he gives that he just gives out apparently so uh, uh, can he do this as many times as he want or does he only have i one don't know time? i mean we only see him do it this once it seems like if you spit one out and then cut it in half you'd have two it's true or does he grow more does he have like eggs in him I don't when he spits know. one out he can hatch one new one later on we see that he actually like can see through it too so it's like a piece of him. Right, it's him. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like it's his, uh, I I thought, yeah, I don't know. So there's still obviously a demon inside of the count. Yeah. This is his lesser demon. He's got lesser demons. Yeah, of lesser course. Demons. I love the phrase lesser demon too. That's still my, one <laughs> That's of my favorites. Matt Damon's little brother. Matt Damon's little brother. Yes. <laughs> the lesser demon. It's a, but like, so outside of the castle steps, like a troop comes to inform Dahl that the black swordsman has been located. And Dahl begins to give the order to like send a ton of troops, but the count surfaces from the doors and he says that he has a better plan. And uh, Lord Zondark like follows him right behind. And now he's like wide eyed and has a mouthful of sharp teeth. And the count tells Zondark his time for vengeance is now. And Zondark begins to just like laugh while everyone else is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, like we cut back to Guts, Puck and Vargas and Puck is messing around with the behillet. He's like admiring it. And uh, he does all the anime cutesy things that you could imagine. He just kind of, he makes his face like it. He pats it and faces off with it like he's fighting it or something. And uh, Guts tells him the behelot is alive and Buck like freaks out. He's like, why didn't you tell me that before I touched it? Like as if that makes much of a difference. But yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then we kind of do see the behelot like the, uh, like I think the implication in some of the panels is that like it actually is moving or it like blinks. And like yeah. it kind of moves yeah, around. Is. And so I don't want to go back in time and not have Puck anymore. It, 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 we, I mean, we get plenty of Puck afterwards, okay. but we, like I said, I, I told you in the there's last a while episode, without Puck. Though. There's a while without Puck. I don't like that. Yeah. Rereading this now. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. Puck is the Puck voice is, cool. is like the mind of the reader. Yeah. Or but you'll at see. least like the only bit of like humor and levity. Yeah, that's true. You'll see though. I think it's just as engaging. All right. But, uh, uh, Gutson says, um, it's no danger, like in its current state, it's just a tool, you know, like it, it, even though it's technically alive, I guess, but Puck asks, um, how it summons the God hand and Guts like calls him stupid because he's like, if I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be going through all this right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Guts asks Vargas at that point, how the count came into possession of the behelot. And Vargas says it was just kind of by chance from some strange merchants who, uh, said they didn't even know what it was when they sold it, you know? So that's kind of, that's kind of curious. The Far East. Yeah, from the Far East, yeah. As an inter- Far I East origins. I mean, this is supposed to take place in Europe or something? Yeah, like a dark fantasy Europe, I guess, yeah. Interesting. It's just interesting from being written from the furthest East place. Yeah. To put that in a thing, like, they're the mysterious Far East, you know? Could, could be, could be. Yeah, so Vargas uh, quickly changes the subject to the castle maps he's holding, and he's telling Guts how to get in secretly so he can, like, you know, avenge them. And uh, he goes to put a hand on Guts' shoulder, and it's our favorite time, weakling time. 
Weakling time. Yeah. What, what page are we on? Because Guts kicks Vargas away. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> and he yells at him, insulting him. Fucking hate weaklings. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells him not to touch him ever again. And then just starts berating him for looking like a monster. And uh, he even tells him to try to look more presentable, which is really funny. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's the meanest thing. You got his nose ate off, <laughs> it's like, Guts. It's like one, one level further than just kicking him away and telling him not to touch you and mm-hmm. calling him a monster. It's like, Salt you should balloon. at least try to look better. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like guts. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> tries to defend Vargas, but Vargas says he doesn't care what guts says about him as long as he kills the count. And uh, even after that, guts has a fucking thought bubble where he just thinks spineless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guts then tells Puck and Vargas to be quiet and Zondark just busts through the fucking wall and he's decked in armor and wielding a giant axe. How do he find them? Okay, so um, uh, I they, it's just that line that the troop says. He says one of their spies. So I'm assuming just like some people in the neighborhood, like are reporting to the count or the castle, like guard to be in good favor. Mm. That's got to be it. Yeah, I they guess because because people did see them in the last volume, but they like closed their windows. You know. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, I don't know. Just fucking you know. Asshole, I'll go along, asshole people. But um, they start to fight, and I love how uh they recognize Zondark and Guts is all like. Tough son of a bitch, aren't you? Fuck. <laughs> that's quite a compliment. He's got a lot of action movie fucking moments in this one too. And, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, that's he has to say that in like a Stone Cold Steve Austin voice in those moments, though, right? <laughs> like I just tough son of a bitch. Yeah. Tough bastard, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just completely changes. But like, so they they start to fight, you know, and and Zondark is like flinging guts around, and guts notices uh, um, his brand is bleeding. And he's like, Zondark's not human anymore. So now we kind of know. That's when demons come around. We kind of know that a little bit definitively now, right? Like that, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, when inhuman presence is around like demons, that's when his brand starts to kind of go off and he, and he goes into that, that state. Uh, but yeah. So like, you know, guts just goes at him. He starts, uh, he, he cuts off an arm, but like a grotesque mask of like, extending muscle <laughs> like just made up of like little arms and shit like takes its place and uh this is where i start losing like what the fuck's going on yeah because... yeah some of the fights are just like insane like yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it's like it picks up like the the big muscle mass thing like picks up the axe but it also like spreads around the room so it's just like growing everywhere or something like you know just like reaching out and um, i love how puck is just hiding in like a skull on the counter i thought that was fun yeah but uh, Zondark starts like swinging the axe all over and Guts into <laughs> Guts gets into like his ultimate fighter stance and gets hit back a bit. But he begins to like hold his own and he's blocking all of Zondark's attacks and like the house begins to like crumble slowly from all the damage. And we even see Puck and Vargas have like they have like a little nice moment where they're worried about each other. You know, they're trying to like help each other out. And mm-hmm. uh, you know that when you're starting to like somebody, they're, you know. That that's the death warrant. It could be, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to spoil anything for the <laughs> listeners, but. but yeah. So they both uh, then mention how Zondark is like swinging the axe around so fast it can't be seen by the human eye. It's very Dragon Ball Z, but like, but uh, <laughs> but, but somehow guts is blocking. Also, so fast the artist doesn't even have to draw it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks badass. But we're all at home going, whoa, oh my god, how's he gonna get out of this one? But like. Uh, but somehow Guts is like blocking every blow, you know, and um, he Guts actually gets the upper hand and he gets behind Zondark and he cuts off the other arm and like part of his head. And uh, I believe he, he like cuts one of his legs or something because he like kind of falls down a little bit. But um, this is like one of those revelatory moments where Puck is talking about how 
he always knew guts was tough, but now he realizes he is a master swordsman. <laughs> See, <laughs> so, I thought we knew that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I put even in my notes here, I was like, and we're all like, no shit. <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, we saw him I mean, kill hundreds of people yeah, in the last. I mean, year. like, I mean, I guess like the excuse is that like when he was doing that before, it was literally just like pun intended berserker rage, like, you know, just fucking things up. For, yeah. And he had like, you know, seemingly like no way of like running out of gas. Like he, he can just keep going. But they, in this case, we see him actually like he takes a stance and like, he like is blocking things right. and stuff. Like they, it's, it's they a bit more have, tactical. They could have shown that better. Like he yeah. show that he's actually using techniques rather than, you know, cause you can't really see what the fuck's happening. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's just in like a slightly different pose than we've seen him in before. Like, and you know, like, yeah, the thing is swinging all around him and it's not, Okay, I guess you see it. He's he's blocking them all super fast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I it's mean, a little bit different than what we've seen before. But yeah. I I still don't see any reason why you wouldn't think he's a master swordsman at right. this point. <laughs> but uh, now we know. Yeah, now we know definitively from Puck. But uh, then Guts poses for like a sweet poster with his cloak over him, mm-hmm. and uh, they all stand there waiting for something to happen <laughs> when Zondark like starts making noises, and uh, it's here that the the slug like caterpillar version of the count actually like grows out of the wound that he <laughs> cut his head off. It's so fucking that like the guy with his head like chopped off partially. He's, <laughs> he's got his tongue sticking out and he's like drooling. And then the fucking caterpillar Dude, head just comes out. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's so funny. This is the first of a few of these. And I just, I, it's, it's one of my favorite tropes ever, but like when the villain, like after the hero just did something and the villains just like, <laughs> well done well done like That's, you know yeah. <laughs> like he the count does that like it's so three, anime. like three fucking times in this book dude <laughs> and like but yeah so he has that moment along with the phrase you really think you can defeat me yeah something like that <laughs> yeah yeah because then he he says he says not bad black swordsman for a mortal that is <laughs> and uh it's here where vargas realizes this is the count or at least like a piece of him and uh, the Count notices Vargas, too, and is all like, long time no see, buddy, or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to eat the shit out of you later. And uh, Vargas quickly and discreetly grabs the behelot before, like, Guts and Zondark's fight continues. And uh, the Count rambles on about how, like, Guts is great for a mortal, but, you know, that's ultimately his downfall because, you know, he's immortal and, uh, and, and, and can't defeat, you know, someone like the Count. You shouldn't underestimate the strength of a human. That's true. Yeah. You know, the human will is something to be... <laughs> Nothing to be uh, brushed off. Nothing to scoff at, Count. Yeah. But yeah, so the house actually like caves in at this point because it's been falling down this whole time and Zondark's body is buried under the debris, um, which gives our little group like some time to escape. So they go through like a, a sewer route and Guts explains like what just happened to Vargas. He tells him that wasn't the Count, you know, but it was like his daemon. Like he knows like all the logistics of all this shit. Mm-hmm. So like the mystery is kind of getting curiouser and curiouser here. Uh, but he says uh, it was feeding off the body and left nothing but like Zondark's desire to kill. Like that's that's it, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, this is kind of just illustrating further that Guts knows this shit somehow, and you know, seems to have like very intimate knowledge of it. Um, he requests the behelot from Vargas, saying it's time they part ways, and that Vargas has no use for it anyway. And Vargas like. He doesn't even really get a chance to like hesitate or say yes or no. Like he's a real fucking dick to him. Yeah, Guts just like he's just a dick, and he snatches it out of his hands and starts to walk away. You know, and Puck is obviously very upset by that. And uh, 
you know, but he's going to follow guts and uh, like not before saying his goodbye to Vargas, though, you know, it's through like a little sweet moment where they they tell each other, you know, that they to take care, basically. Can I ask? Yeah. Earlier, we saw like the image of the bodies like hanging in the Count's dungeon or whatever. Yeah. And one of them looked like Vargas kind of. Oh, yeah. Was that supposed to be him? I don't know, because like um, uh, there's a part where we see him basically looking like how he looks now watching the count eat the people or whatever. Yeah. So like, but I thought that was him talking over the panel of a picture. You know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I, I don't know. I don't know if that if one of those bodies was supposed to be him or because because all those people looked like dead. Like was, they were on like meat hooks and stuff. There was somewhere. one that had like one eye and half of his face was eaten. It looked like, oh, it could, I like guess it could be his yeah. legs were chopped off at the knee. Well, that would be him. then. And yeah. that leads me to wonder, is he just walking on like knee stubs? Yeah, we saw that in the last one. Um, oh, really? Yeah. In the last uh, book, his guts is a dick and uh, trips him. Okay. And like, and, and we see him like he lifts up like his thing and it's like, it's like just peg legs. Like, okay. yeah, it's like, uh, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Puck says uh, something funny. Where he says that he thought Vargas was creepy at first, and he's like, uh, he's he, but he stays back a little longer and gives Vargas a little speech of encouragement. He he uh, basically tells him like he's like, uh, hang on, I quoted it here. I think that people need to keep living. You see, I don't really know much about life, but living for the future is more important than trying to avenge the past. And it's a nice moment that really sells me on Puck, just the polar opposite of Guts's outlook, basically. You know, as we talked about in the last episode i guess a bit but yeah you know, puck like, is growing a little bit too as well you know he's like uh child wisdom yeah you know? but i don't know but yeah and like as they part ways uh we see vargas start to go when one of the weird tentacle muscle things grabs him and uh we check back with guts as puck catches up to him and puck chastises him for being a dick again and guts is basically like you know fucking weaklings or whatever and that's it like he says, he, yeah, <laughs> I think he, he says, uh, he could have done it all himself and would have taken the bill at either way. So it's just <laughs> like, okay, whatever. And like, curiously, Guts also brings up again, how Vargas and him aren't allies and how Vargas would just drag him down. He then turns to Puck and says, that goes for you to bug. And, uh, it, you know, I, I thought about this a lot when I went back and I'll tell you like straight up, there's not like a giant heel turn for Guts. Where he's just like, one day, like, oh, I was protecting you the whole time. You know, like, it's not like that. He does change as a character. Like, but, like, do you think at this moment? Because, I mean, like, he lays it on really thick. Like, but it's just like, do you think he's trying to protect him? Uh, There's a part that's about to happen where um, Puck, like, flies in to try to stop the execution. And Guts' face is like, oh, no. Yeah. But even his, his words are like... You fucking idiot. Yeah. But you can tell in his face that he's supposed to like, he does like this little dude. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's necessarily trying to protect him. Yeah. But like, so as Guts and Puck kind of make their way across town, uh, they hear people talking of another execution happening, what we were, what you were just saying. And, uh, the rumors that it's meant to send a message to the black swordsman. So like we cut to Guts like a little bit of time later and they're in like this abandoned building where he silently is just like cleaning all of his weaponry and Puck it's like we entered on the mid conversation or something because like Puck is like just trying to ask him something, but guts won't respond to any of his prompts at all. Or even when he's just saying his name and uh, eventually Puck gets upset and leaves and he's saying that he can take a hint and won't ask guts again. And here we get some great visual storytelling here. Cause guts actually, uh, he looks at his missing arm, his missing eye, like all of his scars and each panel is followed by him remembering what Vargas told him about being tortured 
And it reaches like a climax on the next page where we see Vargas saying, please avenge me. And Guts like punches through a stone law, like wall, like in frustration. So like he's thinking about him, like in, in the, like we cut to the town square where the execution's being held. Of course, it's Vargas who's being led to his death um, after being caught. And uh, the count says Vargas should feel grateful. He's like, instead of this long torture, I've decided to execute you right away. And uh, Dahl um, also tells the count at this moment that the behelot is not on Vargas, meaning he knows that the black swordsman Guts has it. So uh, we see Puck like up on a post watching everything go down. And uh, he actually sees Guts in an alley nearby and rushes to talk to him, thinking that Guts has had like a change of heart and is going to save Vargas. You know, like pulling Anthony Hopkins and Zorro, you know, mm-hmm. where you, you go mm-hmm. and you save all the, the random people. Oh yeah. I watched that movie recently. It's great. Have you ever seen, it's like is a, that the mask of Zorro or the legend of Zorro? Mask of Zorro. You ever seen legend of Zorro, the sequel? Seen parts of it. Dude, it's so bad. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, oh my God. It's not you good. guys, listener, <laughs> go out and watch that movie. Dude, if I can, just a ta- slight tangent on mask of Zorro real quick. Cause I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid, but like that, that legitimately is like one of the earlier examples of like the modern superhero movie. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it really is. I get that. It has like all the beats. Zorro was like, uh, I mean, Zorro. Yeah, I guess original it's a character. It's like yeah, pulpy like superhero. So that makes sense. But like Batman's inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah. I think in in most incarnations, I think even like the modern one, um, uh, Batman's parents are killed after they leave a screening of Zorro. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a like nice. That's what they're going to go see, like at the movie theater. Homage. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so they were going to see. Uh, Legend of Zorro. They're going to see. And nowadays it'd be like, how old do they want Batman to be? They want him to be like 30 or 35 or it something. It would be, it would be uh, Antonio Bandera Zorro. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be. Or Flushed Away. What? <laughs> 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 I want to go see Flushed Away. <laughs> but yeah, so Guts, um, you know, at this point, though, he, he disappoints Puck, though, uh, saying like he just came to watch him die. And he points out that there's a there's a trap laid for whoever would do that. There's like a shit ton of guards waiting, like, you know, in, in various spots. And uh, Puck still argues, though, for saving Vargas and Guts pulls the old playground. Uh, why don't you do it? Don't you fucking dare him. He's going to do it. Yeah. And Puck says he couldn't possibly do it alone. And Guts gets uh, a little monologue where he says uh, an average person a misfit who can't even swing a sword. It's ridiculous for him to think he can defeat that monster. Ambition comes with a price attached. Of course, that price comes too high if you die for nothing. The reward for ambition too great is self-destruction. Now, this moment like ends with Puck feeling like the edgelord again, like in the previous volume, where he's, you know, because he, he's an empath, basically. And, uh... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's when, earlier when he was like, I feel so much hate from him. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, but, um, it burns. yeah, <laughs> but like, I kind of think, uh, this quote though from Guts is more sensible than some of Guts's like other mean shit he said thus far. Like, yeah. it's kind of, you know, philosophically, he's not like a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> like, so it feels like Guts is like, even in just two volumes in, he's, uh, He's different than we thought he was a little bit more. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just a bit more deep than I expected him to go at this point. Yeah. He's he he's been few of words before, but nothing he said has seemed like I don't know. This this makes him seem smarter than yeah, thought provoking a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like even if you don't agree with it or if it doesn't like, you know, match the situation, <laughs> it's like 
oh okay like he he does think about shit yeah but like uh, yeah it feels like he's definitely like with that quote too like kind of letting puck see more of himself than before and uh, like i said just an interesting little moment um yeah i don't know you know i i, I think uh what mostly grabs me is like the last line just where he says that it's like it's literally like a quote where he says the reward for ambition too great is self-destruction like it's like oh like you know it feels like he's gone through some shit and uh so you know Anyway, Guts goes on to say how Vargas should have stayed, like, in his lane, basically. He's like, in particular, he says that a rat should live like a rat. And Puck steps up and breaks Guts down a bit, and he says if Guts is afraid, or he asks him if he's afraid, and uh, Guts is like, what are you talking about? And then it, <laughs> and Puck, like, just lays into him. He's, like, saying how, like, Guts is, he's like, you're a lot like Vargas, and, you know, you're fighting a losing battle and all that jazz, and, uh... Guts gets pissed and he grabs Puck saying he talks too much, which he said before. And we get a funny moment where Puck bites his hand and escapes. And like, he calls Guts an ass, a bastard and a chicken. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. Selfish bastard chicken. Yeah. Selfish bastard chicken. It's, it is interesting at this point that Guts hasn't just killed Puck because that seems like he would do that to anything else. Yeah. Like just fucking squash him or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah, another peculiar moment happens when, uh, Puck, like he flies away. And Guts thinks to himself, if uh, he's like, should I feel compassion? He's trying so hard not to. He's trying, yeah. But Puck flies over the execution, and he feels the pain and fear from the crowd and decides to fly at the executioner right as he lifts the axe over Vargas's head. And uh, everybody, like the Count, Guts, Vargas, they see Puck fly at the executioner, but then he just plops against the axe with no effect. And it's kind of kind of a funny moment, but it's also just sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so emotional for Puck. He's like crying like while he like, flies like with everything he's got but he's not strong enough and uh there's a funny panel too like immediately after where the executioner picks up puck and he's just like confused he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and like the count is all like what are you doing like just just get on with it cut the guy's head off and uh vargas starts talking shit to the count right here saying how he's like it's a shame he won't see the count choke on his own blood and he tells him death is coming for him and uh then right before the executioner kills vargas he yells out black swordsman i beg of you Hold up this devil's severed head before us once and for all. Hold it up before us. And Guts, like, wanders away, clutching his brand, like, seemingly he's, like, in pain. And he goes down an alley to see that fetus monster again from the first volume. But the head of it turns into Vargas's before it, like, crawls out of sight again. And what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we cut to a while later, and there are workers who are disposing of Vargas's head. And... Gut shows up and takes it from them. Uh, he takes it away from like the pit of bodies, like, you know, wherever they dispose of these things from. And uh, he starts to like talk to it and he's saying how he won't fail like Vargas did. And it's here where those demonic like spirits begin to surface again and they're circling guts and they're screaming about pain. They scream about how they want like the count's head and basically just, you know, showing us here. I thought this was kind of a, a bit of a, a mini revelation, I guess, because it shows us that these are the spirits of the people who the count killed. So it's not like just these random demons hunting him. It's like the spirits of the dead in general, like come after him and want him. I see. Okay. So yeah. those are supposed to be like the spirits that were hunting him. And yeah, in those I mean, they look shoot. like it, you know, I mean like they're, they're just, yeah. you know, and they're coming up and uh, like they attach themselves to guts saying how they will kill the count together. Like almost like they're like joining his body or taking over his body, but right. guts like, resists in like a moment of just, I guess, crazy willpower. <laughs> and but in the last one, they were trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They were dicks. So I wonder why. 
Yeah, I think they just want him dead. But these spirits want vengeance as well. So maybe there's a little bit of. It just depends on what spirits you're. He's talking to. I guess, yeah. And like all spirits have different needs and desires. True, yeah. And but he just shouts no, and they all kind of slink away from him. And uh, he ends his chapter. (laughs) This is this is a funny panel where he's shouting no. Oh yeah, it's like his face is all shaded out, and he's got like pointy weird teeth. Yeah, (laughs) because he's being taken over. But yeah, so. And uh, he ends this chapter by yelling, uh, never, you and I got nothing in common. You're dead, all of you. You're nothing but worthless scum. Get away from me, carcasses. This is my fight, mine, a person of flesh and blood. That's right, I'll do it myself. I'll kill fucking the... <laughs> skeletons and spirits, fucking losers. Fuck you, losers. <laughs> but he says, I'll kill the count with my very own flesh and blood. And uh, yeah, I don't know. At this point, like I guess we just talked about it a little bit, but at this point... I got to ask you, what's going through your head, like, just in regards to, like, the lore of everything in this book? It's like, I, I love how oddly specific it seems, like, to things, you know? Like, it's just... It seems like it's either... I mean, now I know it is working up to something, but it seems yeah. like maybe at this point they were just, like, trying He's just shit. throwing shit at the fucking Yeah, wall. exactly. And he's I, like, we'll figure this out down the road. I think that there's there's some validity to that because, again, we talked about it in the last episode, but how, like... He just, he wasn't really sure, like, yeah. a, about a lot of things. He didn't even really know what the fetus thing was at well, that yeah, point. yeah, it's like, make, like, create something that just looks and sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. And make it, like, a mystery that maybe even you don't know. Like, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody or something. Like, yeah. I don't, even, I don't think he fucking knew what that song was about. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I, 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 again, like, rereading these first few volumes, which I have not done until now, since we've done them on the show, it really is like kind of hitting me where I'm like, oh, there's so much stuff like just thrown at you immediately. And I thought that this stuff, a lot of it came later or was like introduced later or something. But there's so much shit <laughs> like right off the bat. But uh, he's like, God, it's going to take 400, 400 fucking issues to yeah. figure out. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm, uh, you know, beginning the, the second chapter, this volume is only two chapters, by the way. Like they're both like kind of longer than the last ones that we read. But uh, we move on to Puck who has been captured by the Count. And uh, he's being held in like a little birdcage, and he's crying about, you know, how he couldn't help Vargas. And uh, the Count and his aides take Puck into a locked room where a young girl resides. And this girl's name is uh, Teresia. And uh, we learn here that uh, this is the Count's daughter. Um, and she's just like a normal little girl. Uh, but the Count presents Teresia with Puck as a gift. And it's super awkward, but she like, you know, does all the formalities. She thanks him. And he then goes on to explain how he's like, I'm sorry, but I can't let you out. Like the world is still terrible and there's heretics like running about. This is interesting to try to humanize this guy. Yeah. Like, at, like there is some human in, you know, some good in him. He still has like his base, like nature in him. It's like, it's, it's that's weird to me. Yeah, it it is. It is weird because like, uh, but I mean, I don't know. Cause I guess there could be like an element to it. I, Zondark, for example, I guess he wasn't like fully possessed like the Count was because he was just possessed by the Count himself. But Guts specifically said in the last chapter how I thought Zondark was pretty much dead. Like the uh, the Count just shoved him aside and became the muscle. Used his body. body yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I could look at it that way, too. I um, I, I took it more as like because Guts specifically says like that was the Count's like daemon in that body and it left nothing but his desire to kill like yeah. like it so zondark was like still there 
like yeah. somehow like you know but it was just that part of him like which seems like what he woke up to do anyway but that, I mean, that was you know, i so, think that yeah. was like all that was left of zondark yeah like he got so fucked up that it was just like yeah he was a mad muscle boy he did fucking I, I don't know if you remember how guts fucked him up in the last volume but he he swung his sword so hard at his axe that it broke the fucking axe and it just shoved the pieces into his face yeah I remember that. <laughs> like, but yeah so that was sick yeah <laughs> but so um you know the count like goes to touch Teresa's arm and she like recedes from him, which upsets the count. But he like oddly like respects that he like does it. Like he says like, uh, Oh, you still won't let me touch you, but he doesn't like force himself or anything like that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, he wants her to love him like, like a normal she's like daughter, fuck, daughter, you daughter, eat fuck. people. Yeah. She, <laughs> she doesn't even know he eats people yet. Like it's, it's a, like, it's a Hannibal Burris. <laughs> fuck you, Bill Cosby. You rape people. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> that's, dad. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, like, so when he leaves the room, he yells at Dahl and the others to leave him be. And later, while he's feeling sorry for himself, he seems to have, like, a vision of a big stairwell before laughing maniacally. And it turns out this is where Guts is entering the castle from. And like we were saying before, his, you know, pieces of him must be around there because he can see through whatever, like, he's dropped off into people, his, his lesser daemons and shit. Did he enter through... um what's the guy's name Vargas yeah he Vargas had is secret yeah he had to have gone through because that's all Vargas showed him was the secret entrance right and there's like no one really there so like it would make sense but yeah so guts we we cut back with him and uh he's going up this along the stairs and uh he realizes uh the tentacle muscle things creeping up before Zondark's body appears before him again and he looks way more extreme now like mostly weird muscle <laughs> tentacles with a suit of armor in the middle like scythe arms yeah <laughs> i like that guts goes full action movie again and tells Zondark that he uh is much prettier than the last time i saw you Hell yeah. or whatever <laughs> and they they have I'm, a- I'm surprised this was never like an arnold schwarzenegger movie <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah that'd be awesome would have been primera too like the early 90s or whatever now i guess it be. wasn't translated till the early 2000s but who would it be now Ooh, who would it be now momoa probably yeah they probably want so. him to do it or uh who else is there i'd like something like josh Keanu, brolin keanu reeves <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd be, be right. a good one josh brolin even though keanu reeves is like 60 but even though josh brolin's old too i guess yeah but i could see him doing a role like that just let's get, get a Japanese actor in the Japanese. We should. Let's, let's yeah. bring in uh, someone new. We should for sure. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying who they would probably cast. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they have, uh, at this point, you know, they, they have a huge big dumb fight. Gut shoots like 15 crossbow bolts into him and stairs and walls are breaking everywhere and shit. And guts cuts off one of his arms again, but then the arm like, Tri- the arm like trips him even though it's cut off from him so it's like i don't know he can fucking move those now too and like uh the count begins to gloat as like the body just keeps reforming and becoming more and more grotesque and he uh gets cocky and is all like you fool you've cut off my he- it, like you have to cut off my head to truly stop this possessed body <laughs> and uh guts, why would you say that yeah and then of course like immediately gut- why also why wouldn't you just do that first yeah yeah Anyways. yeah that too but like it guts turned on easy mode or you know like, cause he immediately cuts his fucking head off. It's like, a, or, you know, he had Slippy on his team to analyze the energy shield. <laughs> but like, I was kind of thinking in that, what joke can I make about yeah. Starbucks? Andros shows the button on his hand. <laughs> yeah. Shoot the button. Slippy. And if, what, what does he say? Energy shield analyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Gotta he keep analyzed Slippy the around. energy shield. Yeah. It's like, so 
guts like you know immediately cuts off the head <laughs> and which is kind of funny but then uh the head tries to like it we, we it wasn't as dumb as we thought because it was kind of a trick the head like slides down and tries to take over guts like and guts <laughs> just smacks it against the wall like a bug yeah and like it, it was just kind of cool yeah <laughs> like, it's still not a good plan yeah it's not a good plan but you know it did get him closer so like as the possessed parts like kind of die after that, the count tells Guts this isn't over and he awaits him upstairs. Uh, Guts at this point is pretty worse for wear and takes a second to kind of like psych himself back up. And uh, we check back in with Puck and Teresia. And Teresia actually like lets Puck out of the cage and Puck's all nervous like she's going to eat him or something. And uh, she's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Like I-, I know what it's like to be locked in a cage. And uh, she goes on to tell Puck how the count changed like seven years ago. There we go. The seven years ago thing again, just like Vargas was talking about, Um, which is apparently when her mother also died. So dudes like the dude's wife dies and then he buys the behelot, you know, and it's just like this powder keg of like something happening. And uh, like, you know, the count told her that like, you know, heretics who opposed him killed her mother. And like, I want to, this is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, that they're using like real life occult symbols and like calling, you know, heretics and, um, whatever else they call them, like heathens or whatever. Yeah. They're talking about paganism and stuff. Yeah. 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 That that's interesting to take it from this fantasy demonic stuff into like, I feel like he works stuff like that in like, as the story goes along too, Uh we see like different stuff though. It's not like just like pagan stuff come back up or something like that. You know, it's like, to me, that feels like a total mismatch a mismatch and like a misrepresentation of what that stuff actually is, you know, like someone who just knows the, he knows the Baphomet picture and he's like, well, that's, you know, evil demons. Yeah. Instead of like, I don't think it's as on the nose as the story goes on, but there are like some clear, like nods to some other historical things. Yeah. Like later on in the story sometimes. I think that'd be cool to use that imagery and stuff. Like if, I don't know if it was a little more like, researched yeah or something yeah you know? I think Other, otherwise wanted, make up your own symbolism i think you just wanted to make something cool looking yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like uh and I, I feel like it's important to point this out even though i i think we're meant to believe her at this point but it, she as she's telling the story she says the count told her that the heretics who opposed him killed the mom so we don't actually know 100 percent if that's true <laughs> or not right but yeah, like so. uh, but it's also something i don't i don't really think they I ever so, go back to so this could just be his story yeah that he because all she knows is what he's told her yeah like i mean we, we don't really know um now he seems to and and by her like explanation here it's like the count seems to hunt people regardless of if they are heretics or not like puck kind of comforts her and gives her somebody to vent to and uh we cut back to guts at this point and he's just like making his way up and uh he shoots like two guards, like right in the eyes, takes them out, enters like this big hall leading to the count's chambers. I wanted to, I, I, you see like something go through these guys' heads. Yeah. Okay. I see. It's arrows. It's the, in it's their the eyes. bolts. Yeah. It looks like it was going side, like a spear going sideways through their heads. But oh. I see. It's like a. <laughs> two bolts. Yeah. He just like fired them under his yeah, cloak. I, I saw it weird and was curious about it. But yeah. So like he takes out those two guards and he enters this big hall that's leading to the count's chambers. But it's filled with guards and they're all like led by Doll. And uh, I love this moment where he just walks up to them after Doll is all like, surrender now or have you killed? And Guts just says, move. Like he responds to nothing that he said at all. <laughs> like, you never want to stand in a big group of armored guards in front of Guts. No, Because 
he'll chop you right in half. Yeah, like so, but Dahl tells the archers like to fire. Guts blocks it with his sword, and then it's body chopping time. You know, he's just uh, cutting through people left and right for pages after this. And <laughs> there's a there's a very particular panel where he happens to slice a guard's head, but it's like he got right to the side of the so like the eye <laughs> is like just flying out from the force of the hit, but it's like he cut like right on the edge of the eye. So it's like, he didn't actually cut the eye. He just cut it where it's like falling out. And I was like, this guy loves to draw eyes just popping out. Yeah. (laughs) But Dahl then calls for a man named uh, Jericho. (laughs) I love Jericho because he's only in two pages, but like, it's like made it instantly like trying to win over like the crowd, like by just being like, <laughs> by just being like, bring out Jericho. And he, and, 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 yeah, he's like the new better Zondark. Yeah. He's like the new better Zondark. And, and, and fucking doll even says like, he's like, he tells him to attack guts since he's like, you always claim to be stronger than Zondark. And that turns out almost immediately not to be true <laughs> because guts hits him against a pillar and then just cuts him in half, slicing the pillar behind him as well, because that's how fucking hard he hit him. Yeah. Zondark was way better. Justice Sorry. for justice for Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I love his face too. He's got like this big oaf face. Derpy fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big dummy. <laughs> but this makes uh, all the remaining guards actually at this point, they just run away and they leave Dahl like alone defending the door. And uh, we cut back to Teresia and Puck. That's what I wanted to ask. It it This scene right here where he's facing Dahl, is yeah. that the guy's name? And then it just, it cuts out to the, like an exterior shot of the castle. And there's like Kanji or something. See there in the bottom right? Oh, I thought that was like a scream or something. I think it is actually. Okay. I think it is. Yeah, it's all screaming like just it. I think so that makes sense. I assumed he was dead. Yeah, which we find out in a yeah. little bit. He's he's not quite dead, but um, uh, yeah. So like you know, going back to Teresia and Puck, we see they are like becoming friends, and Teresia asks Puck uh, what it's like to fly, and uh, she stares out the window, imagining the idea, and like. Puck asks her. Very Peter Pan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, Puck asks her about being kept in the room and she says that she has like literally no contact with anyone. Nothing but like this room. She's been there for the seven years or whatever. And like she says she doesn't even remember her mom. So she, we can assume she's like eight or nine <laughs> or something. But um, outside they hear commotion and some of the guards are yelling. I saw I I saw her as a teenager just on that note, but yeah, I think I think possible to tell. She says that she doesn't remember her mom though. Like you know, I'm like I'm like she couldn't have been older than like three. Sure, when that happens, so I mean, like that would make her at most like ten. That makes sense. I don't know. He's not good at representing ages at this point. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Guts is supposed to be fucking like. 15 15 yeah, or something <laughs> absurd but uh yeah so outside though like i said they, they're hearing commotion the guards are yelling about a burglar being in the castle and puck is like that's got to be guts and so he tells Teresia like he's like that's my friend and like and he has to go help and uh she's worried about him and uh, we get this funny moment where puck puffs up like his chest and he's like don't worry i've seen my <laughs> seen my share of battles i have <laughs> and like surprisingly Teresia though she like freaks the fuck out she like there's like a panel where she just she just yells no and like quickly though she like composes herself and she apologizes and she's like it makes sense like you would want to help your friend and so she opens up the window for him and like to let him go and puck stops back like after he's like flying but quickly tell her like you know he's like i'll see you later 
And then he's like, and I'll get you out of here. And I love that panel of her just like gleaming after Puck says he will come see her again. She's, she's so happy. She just wants a friend. Yeah. And I love, yeah, it's, it's just great. And, uh, as Puck flies towards the commotion, he thinks about how the count must have summoned the God hand for revenge. And that's how he got his like demonic powers. So like, they're like trying to hint at like how the logistics of this shit work. Right. <laughs> like what, what do you think? I don't know because I could easily like how see someone this gets theory be like a that. total like fake out. Yeah. Like a mislead. Like, yeah. So I, I'm still completely in the dark. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I think rightfully so. But, but I just found it amusing. They were like attempting there for a second for Puck to figure it out. Yeah. So like, um, but yeah, cut back to guts, kicking doll through the door, uh, just roughing him up real good. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, but this ass kicking of doll is like the most satisfying to me. Like of the fight. And like I said, he's just been annoying. He's always in the background, just worm tonguing. Yeah. And, and he, and you know, he's like Starscream, but he can't turn into a jet. He's, you know, but you know, <laughs> he's just doing his job. He's an evil monk leader, Pope. You yeah. Know? True. Like monk what's, leader. what's he supposed to do? I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of evil monk leader popes. I, yeah, I gotta have some sympathy for him. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Guts poses for a sweet poster again and uh, stares at the count down. He stares down at the count as he sits, uh, you know, on a throne across this giant hall. And I love that the, the count gives him <laughs> the big villain impressive spiel again. <laughs> Just fucking, well, 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 well. Like, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the count at this point, though, it's like he's he's done and he's like, let's fucking do this. And like when Guts reaches the steps leading up to the throne, the ground breaks and like these tentacles fly up. Guts stabs at them. Total. It, sh- it er- shows that he like senses it first, though. Yeah. He's like, oh, you can't it, fucking trick me. I put it as a as a descriptor here. Uh, total early boss fight move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fake out. <laughs> It's like you gotta fight the ground things and then and then stun him for a second so you can go hit him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but the tentacles like are revealed to be like a weird giant mouth that is attached to the count. And he then says, uh, he may have to take this fight more seriously as he begins to transform. So he get his final form. And like Puck is out flying around. And I thought this was actually kind of funny because he is just flying around and like he says, like he's thinking to himself, like, I should have asked where the count's quarters were. <laughs> and then like boom. He sees like wall crumbling and giant tentacle snail body moving around, and like you know, it's it's very obvious where the fight's taking place at this point. But um, it would so what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of the count's like, like his his final form design or whatever? It's I think it's creepy as fuck. It's like big fucking awesome, big like snail snake thing with three mouths and his creepy face and shit on top. And yeah, it's like, I love the tentacle eyes and like the the giant mouth underneath the head. Just like the big muscular like. <laughs> neck thing into like the like snake body thing like it i, I don't know it's i think it's wild. cool as fuck and it's so like abstract yeah it's fucking wild but like and it seems like it's i, I love to like mira is good at this from the very beginning but like you know he he gets so much better with like his craft as as the story goes on but like i love how whenever he draws shit like this it's like it always feels like it's moving and like just fucking like yeah, it's just, different in every yeah, panel like, yeah like a an ooze like you were saying earlier like just like morphing around and stuff and when he gets to like these fucking things it's just like it's wild shit but yeah so like doll is freaked the fuck out which is you know why we we discover apparently nobody knew he was a fucking people might know he was fucked up but they didn't know he was a fucking giant snail snake monster thing and uh guts goes into full guts mode and starts slicing him up 
but he soon sees that the same rules appear to apply like everything guts cuts off just grows back bigger and stronger uh at this point too the entire like castle is shaking and we see Teresia in her room as pieces of the ceiling come down and it gets so wrecked that like the door breaks and she triumphantly kind of like there's like this little moment where she's thinking to herself about how she's leaving and uh she leaves the room for the first time and uh back at the fight though it's a it's a lot like uh like smog looking for Bilbo, like, uh, you know, like he can't, like he can't find, uh, peering around columns. Yeah. He's peering around columns and stuff. And, uh, my favorite moment is when doll is trying to run away, but guts finds him and just smiles. And we then see the count looking for guts. <laughs> this part's he, fucking he, cool. He, it's so cool, dude. And like, and he, uh, he spots guts cape on like a corner behind a pillar and he crushes it just like instinctively just running through it. And then realizes that's a boss fight move too. Yeah, get him it, to run himself into the pillars. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then realizing though that guts put his cape on Doll as a distraction, so Doll is dead as fuck. And like, I want to know, like, <laughs> did did he say here? I'm gonna put this cape on you. Don't move. I think he's just like you're gonna fucking do what I want. Like you know, I or guess. maybe or maybe he was like he was like. I'll get you out of here or something, but you got to stand here or some shit. I don't know. That doesn't like, sound like, like his character. Yeah. It just, uh, I, I feel like gut, guts how, would, how could you actually get him to, because if someone put his cape on me and was like, stand here, you're going to be the distraction. So this maybe, guy comes to get you. Maybe doll didn't die when the count busted through. Maybe fucking uh, guts fucked him up, pinned him to the fucking wall, put his cape on him, put his dead body on it. I don't know. Uh, see, they, <laughs> then they should have shown that. They I feel like they would have, like, if they thought of that. Like stapling him with an arrow. Yeah. Something like that. But I yeah, see that I would have fucking split the second guts went through the other side of the room. Yeah. To ambush. You know, that's like, true. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, like because of this, though, like guts does try to ambush the count, but he only ends up like cutting like his face up a bit. He doesn't actually cut anything off and like so or faces or whatever the fuck he's got now. But like the count uh, knocks guts back and he gains the upper hand. And basically the count just kicks his ass after this. And. Uh, the count rambles about guts only being human some more. (laughs) It does get interesting though. Like it's not the same like monologue shit when, uh, he notices the brand on guts though. And, uh, I, I quoted it here, but he says, um, the brand on your neck, impossible to think that someone can survive with that brand carved into their flesh. Revenge. Is that it? But of course you'll never win a mere mortal like yourself. You see, you can't even stand up after a single strike from me. It's not worth being constantly hounded by demons chopped to pieces. He says, there's no need for you to continue your war of pain and fear. And uh, he goes on to say how he will relieve guts of his suffering. And I really like the line he says where he goes, uh, divine providence cannot be thwarted by man's efforts. Well, guts is going to fucking prove you wrong. That's true. Yeah. He's just like, fuck that. But then fuck you, God. (laughs) So the count goes on to knock guts around and uh he picks him up tosses him he's breaking structures with his body and shit puck watches on in horror and this volume ends with guts laid out on some rubble as the count laughs and approaches for the kill and that's the end of berserk volume two what a fucking cliffhanger why would it end right there (laughs) (laughs) i i I thought i was like not even close to the end and it's like oh what the fuck that's it that's it yeah so um yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I got a few things we can talk about at least. Um, uh, unless you got anything uh, off the top of the head, go for it. All right. So, uh, um, do you feel like with this volume, uh, did it raise the stakes for you? Um, it was kind of more of the same. Like it didn't really explain anything further. I feel like we're getting more hints, but not any answers really. 
Yeah. Um, uh, at I, this point. I guess. Yeah. There's more theories, I guess. Like yeah. it's it's almost like Mira's like trying out like things with each chapter, just being like being like, Well, what if this was it? And then like seeing how people respond. The only thing like, I think I've I'm gleaning from this is that Guts was somehow tortured by demons and that Scar has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we um, did get that. That's a little, a mini revelation type thing. Yeah. That it's like, Oh, it only happens when demons are around like but, specifically or whatever. But that, that understanding isn't even, it's like, it's well, a tiny fucking, piece of like the bigger questions basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we don't even know what, that doesn't what, explain like what 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 is guts? What yeah, the fuck is this? Yeah, guy? what is the guts? Yeah, it's like, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, but that being said, like, are you still intrigued by like the the mysteries and stuff? Yeah, like, sure. it's keeping your attention and whatnot. I think like I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> like I I kind of just I'm enjoying watching the fucking slug monsters. And, yeah, and yeah, people getting their heads sliced in half. Yeah, which is rad. I, I like that. <laughs> I like the diagonal sliced head. I mean, you'll be happy to know that. I mean, that doesn't really ever stop. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, uh, but yeah, I didn't see any demons getting fucked and I don't, I, I wish we got more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more fucked up stuff coming up, you know, um, uh, even in the flashbacky stuff that we'll hit, um, okay. starting with the next volume. But, uh, yeah, like, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like, um, the, the only like real significant thing that I can glean from could in pure comparison of the first volume to this one uh, the art is still pretty much on par. Um, you know, I mean, he's trying a few different things or just gets to do a few different things, um, which is fun. You know, I mean, like, I still think like even at these early stages of Berserk, like I do believe the art like gets inhumanly fucking better, but like at the same time, it's already like so goddamn good, you know, like it, and he's, he's I would so like it, it to be clearer, like in, in heavy, um, busy scenes. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes confusing, like, difficult to glean, like to understand what's happening. He gets, yeah, that's one of the major things he gets way better at. So like, as that, it goes on, that's really like my only problem with some of this is like artistically what the fuck's at happening. least. Yeah. yeah. Even though I like what's happening, but there are several frames where I'm skipping past. Like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. But, um, again, like, uh, uh I'd say though, like with the art, you know, kind of being on par, um, the thing that I glean the most from comparing and contrasting volume one to this one is just, uh, I feel like we get some pretty good, like I mentioned them like during the recap, but some pretty good quotes <laughs> like in this volume, like some, some more thought, thought out kind of dialogue and stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's not like the, it's not fucking Alan Moore or anything, but I mean, it's like, you know, it, the writing is stepping up a little bit. Like I feel like at yeah. least in terms of like the dialogue and stuff, like, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, you know, yeah, as opposed to the first volume, which was only meathead stuff. Yeah, this has some philosophy to it, I guess. A little bit. I mean, like you know, it's it's not much, but I mean, it's it's a bit. You know, I mean, yeah. en- enough that I was like, I noticed it. You know, like it's, it's pretty. A, it's it all. It feels like it really could either become ultra cliche or ultra original. Like it's kind of right in between. Where it's yeah, like, I and the good thing, the, it, I can't really tell where it's going, but. Uh, I think that's in a good way. Like what, what, what is happening here? Yeah. And, and, and it does lean into the, uh, the unexpected, um, as it goes on. I think we mentioned that in the last volume where I was like, it's not really, cause you had said in the last, uh, episode when we talked about this, uh, that you didn't know where it was going to. It's either going to be like, like, find the seven crystals and defeat uh, the king. Luckily they don't do shit like that. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, 
it, yeah, it, it really does hold its own after this. And I feel like this is him that these early volumes are, are him figuring that out, like what he wants to do, you know, sure. like, and, and I think there's just a point where he goes like, yeah, like I got, I got to go a different way. You know, like, I mean, I, I think I, for the last episode, I even read a thing where he was talking about those early volumes at one point about how he was just trying to do fist of the North star basically at this point. And it just came to a point when he was offered to do fist of the North star, like do the art for fist of the North star, like his, his favorite fucking book, you know? Uh, and he decided not to. And then that's when he came to the revelation of like, I cannot do fist of the North star better than fist of the North star. So I have to make this like my own thing and that's do smart. something different. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's innovative. You know, that's how, that's how, new art and great things are born, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, I, I guess like, um, that's, that's mostly just what I noticed from this, from that volume to this one, you know, it's just, just more fun, chop them up shit. And like, you know, and, and we get a bit more intrigue, but not so much answers, just like, you know, hints at answers, maybe, <laughs> but like guesses at answers, yeah, guesses at answers. But, um, uh, the only uh, hint was the only actual hint was near the end where the count said, Oh, that Mark. So you're doing this for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the only thing that said, okay. The only clear cut thing we really Demons got. did this to him. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's clear at this point. We just don't know what it is or why it is at this <laughs> yeah. point. So, uh, but yeah. Um, so this is the other blind side I was going to hit you with at the very end here. Um, before I ask you if you'll pull it or drop it, but um, that's great. Cause I'm good at speaking on the spot. So you are pretty good. Just at go it. for it. <laughs> but, um, uh, this is the other award-winning segment or soon to be award-winning segment for, uh, the berserk boys as we go on with this. But, um, uh, I want to call it Brett's berserk bets and okay. it's where, uh, what do you think will happen next? Okay. You make um, a prediction. Let's see. He's obviously, obviously going to kill this guy, right? The count. Uh, but how, let's see. Fire. Gotta fire? Kill him fire. He did do the la the snake guy with fire. Uh huh. Right. Gotta be fire. Um, I bet he's in, yeah, he's going to cut him to pieces, then light him on fire. What do you think Teresia has to do with it? Teresia is the daughter. Mm -hmm. I she just escaped from her room. That's the last we saw her. Right. I thought it was going to be maybe a love interest, but now I know she's 10. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully not. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Okay. So he's going to see Teresia. Teresia is going to see him in his monster form. And then he's going to, something's going to spark inside of him, like human, you know, like, and then Guts will have a, supposed to see me like this. And then Guts will have a snail snake friend for the rest of the series. No, no. <laughs> Guts will ruthlessly cut him to bits and then light him on fire. Good guess. That's that's and there you have it. It's Brett's berserk bets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't guess what happens after that. Though. Yeah, I really have no fucking clue. <laughs> well, yeah, nice man. Yeah, well, um, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we could do the uh, obligatory. Um, uh, w would you pull it or drop it on this volume or? Because it is kind of more of the same, but it still uh, seems like it held your attention. I'll pull it. Yeah. Pull it. Yeah. All right. It's it's breezy enough and it's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, uh, next volume, we're, uh, we're taking a little bit of a turn into something new and uh, I'm excited for it. The whole uh, portion after this, and this isn't a hot take, uh, this is like kind of universally a thing with this series, but the next arc after the Black Swordsman stuff ends right here the flashbacky stuff that I was telling you about. I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's called the Golden Age arc. Mm -hmm. uh, well, well regarded as the best work. How many volumes is that arc? So I, I should have looked that up beforehand. It goes on for a while. Um, but like longer than this? 
the, the yeah Black it's it's longer than the black swordsman stuff for sure but um uh it's pretty fucking enthralling but um uh, it's 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 longer than this for sure but um yeah i don't remember the exact volume count but right. we'll get to it it's a, it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm um, along for the ride i'm excited but yeah um uh, there you have it everybody thanks for listening uh, if you want to support this podcast please check out our patreon at patreon.com slash none of my friends like comics that way we can continue to provide you with even more great content. You get early access to episodes, updates, all that fun stuff, and it's never expected but always appreciated. You can follow the show on Twitter at NoComicFriends for updates and some fun posts, or you can email the show with your comments, opinions, and thoughts at noneofmyfriendslikecomics at gmail.com. And if you mark it okay to air, we'll read it on the air. Uh, we just want to get the word out about the show, so tell your friends and family who might be interested to give us a listen. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next page. Bye.